Backchat Studios is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head to backchatpodcast.com.au to sign up as a patron and access all of our merch. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You cannot stop Back to the basketball show. Back again, of course. Dan Const here, hanging out. With Ben Malice, I thought it was uh, maybe a, a lumberjack has coming into your gone into your house and taking your spot, Ben. But you just you just decided to grow out a beard. Talk us through the beard. Go on. Well, I need something to keep me warm during winter, and you're lucky. I did have my lumberjack shirt downstairs. I've got a nice little black and red uh, checkered number, but I thought yeah, nice. that would be too cliche for the pod, and I might have some enthusiasts coming after me that I don't want. So. Yeah, we're bunkered down. We're trying to survive the Melbourne winter. You've got a nice little beard brewing yourself, so I'm sure you can relate to the need to keep warm. Yeah, mine is nothing compared to yours, though. Mine is just like hair growing out of my face, and, and um, it's I wouldn't even call it a beard. It's just, yeah, literally hair growing out of my face. Yours ah. is a full, like... So yours is Perth appropriate, though, and are yeah, you grooming right. that, or does yours just not go out in the full... No, nah, there's no work done in this. It, it grows for a while, and then my wife goes, please, please, please trim your beard, and then I trim it, so... See, yeah. that's the problem. Well, it's not a problem, but that's the thing I'm working with. My partner encourages this beard. So yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but she encourages it. And that's why I can look like a homeless person <laughs> after a couple of weeks. So hopefully everyone is listening to this on their podcast app and not taking screenshots of me. Yeah, on no, go on YouTube. If you, if, you're not, um, if you haven't watched the show and you just listened to it, go to YouTube, just search Backchat Studios. Um, there's a podcast playlist for the Backchat Basketball Show. And have a look at Ben's beard. It's delicious. Uh, we have a new show coming out every Wednesday. Backchat underscore basketball is where you find us on Instagram. And uh, send us an email, hello at backchatpodcast.com. And I've been told recently that we will have our own email address soon, which is great. I don't have to say Backchat Podcast because that's a different podcast. and not similar, but it's different. So that's Imagine pretty special. Make yeah, magic happen. Like absolute waves. Um, much like the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat, let's get straight into the NBA. So the finals are set it's been what feels like a month for the denver nuggets waiting to see who they're going to play in the finals the the celtics couldn't get the the uh the comeback complete i think it's for the, the 150th time in history or maybe maybe the records now are zero and 151 or something teams that have tried to come back from three uh zero deficits let's just start with that right so like why why can't teams come back from th- from 3-0 because teams win four games in a row all the time like sweeps happen a fair amount and obviously it's usually the better team sweeping the worst team why haven't we been able to seen seen a single team do it well let's use the boston celtics to answer that one right because yes. good teams do not down not fall down three zip it's very rare that a good higher seeded team falls down in the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. with the Boston's being Boston Celtics, sorry, being an exception to that. But the Boston's are a historically maddening team, I think, because these guys have so much talent. They've yes. 
got for mine, got the most talent in the league. So they fit a profile of a team that can win four games in a row. But historically, teams with that much talent get their you-know-what together and don't lose three games in a row. So it's just such an impossible mountain to climb. And we saw it with Boston, right? They had more talent, even in games five, six, and seven, but they needed a miracle to survive game six. And then game seven, look, they didn't show up. They had dead legs. Yes, Tatum rolled his ankle. But there's just no margin for error when you need to win four games in a row. So, look, I think the Celtics fans out there must be pouring one out and pulling their hair out as well because this team exits the season with a talented roster that continually shot themselves in the foot. And we'll get into it, but they need a new head coach in Boston because that was... It was just a nasty way to end the season and typically on brand for the Celtics, right? To bring it all the way back from three zip yep. get to within the precipice of making history. <laughs> and then what do they do? Fumble the bag. They lay a dud at home and say, yep. thank you, fans. Let's go into the off season. I looked up yesterday or the day before um, that to find out how many teams have come back from 0-3 to then match it to take it to game seven. And I think it was five. There were three. Oh, there was it Three. They were yeah. three in the history of the NBA. And the yeah. Celtics, interestingly enough, were the first team to do that and have home court advantage in game seven. Really? So it's always been um, the home court, um, sorry, the away team. Yeah, it's rally back the yeah. lesser seeded team. So they're the first higher seeded team to ever fall down three zip and bring it back to game seven. Yep. <laughs> and of course, what do they do? They lost game seven on their home court. I, I was actually, I thought this is it. Uh, this is the time. It's finally going to happen. Like we've been talking about this record year after year after year. It's never, like it's not possible. And I thought this is the team. They're going to do it. I thought, yeah, home court, um, the heat had sort of like, you know, when it, when a team is, when it sometimes happens when a team's up like 3-1 and then the other team wins the next two and you're like, they're shot. Like the yeah. momentum's all with one team. I honestly thought the Heat weren't going to get it done, but credit to them. They absolutely did. And now they are in the finals. Another stat I read was that Pat Riley has been involved in 25% of the um, of the NBA finals in history. It's nuts. That's crazy. 25% of the NBA finals, Pat Riley's had something to do with. So obviously he's been there throughout, um, through those Lakers years. Um, then couple then, with the Knicks, couple with the Knicks, then the LeBron heat era. Um, the man's insane. Absolutely. Like that, it doesn't seem like right, but it is, it's a correct stat. There's a crazy stat and I forget the Ooh, specifics behind it. Just adjust my light here. Sorry about I was that. I going to say someone at a higher purpose is shining down on Dan at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's a crazy stat out there. I forget the specifics, but it's something like someone at a LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, um, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. If you take those six names, they've been in 95% of the NBA finals over the past 50 years. That's huge. So it just shows how you get one dominant player and you're probably going to get to the NBA finals eventually. But yeah, Pat Riley seems to be the godfather, right? He just hangs out in Miami, lives the good life. I think yep. me and you should get down to Miami and cover a game because that Keen. place is going to be rocking over the next few weeks. I'll see if I can get that over the line, yeah, in the next week. If I just, I might just I send my wife a text and go, hey, what are the chances of Ben and I going out to Miami for the week? Um, yeah. Always, see what happens. Always ask for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. And we'll, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> says the guy that's not married with no kids. <laughs> <laughs> do we have um? Do we have the budget for that, Ben? You're the finance guy in this relationship. Well, I've got a I've got an Amex card here that's uh, not in my name, so um, <laughs> right, my partner go. might kill me. But yeah, Book if we're it. on the first plane to Miami, so yeah. I always joked with uh, Nick Medellinos of ESPN that no Australian NBA player has ever played for them Amma Heat 
or the Orlando Magic, which is a shame because yeah. it just means all of us have no excuse yep. for getting down to Miami. I think when the day comes when Aussie gets drafted down to Miami or Josh Giddy or someone decides to go play for the Heat, yeah, I think we'll have to take the show on the road and get down to South Beach because Absolutely. that's the one US city that we need to go to. Yeah, I've, I've, I, have you ever, um, where have you travelled when you were over there? So you were based in Philly, so you would have stayed a lot on the East Coast. How to, far west did you go? I've been to seventeen NBA cities. So right. I got to San Fran, got to LA. Yeah, yeah, glorious. But you just never, never went to. Um, never got down Miami. south. I got to Dallas and San Antonio and Memphis. Uh, yeah, a distinctly different vibe from what mm-hmm. I'm imagining uh, the southeast <laughs> yeah. would be like. So no, the southeast and in Florida is the the next NBA location I need to hit up because it's uh, being a Perth kid. You know this. My beard won't survive down there. It'll be a uh, <laughs> Cleanly shaven, board shorts will be on, and we'll be watching some basketball. Yeah, nice little floral shirt going, and mm, um, I'll be sweating like a madman through double it. Double pluggers. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about um, Golden State. Like we're going, we're sort of just skewing off the finals for a second because we'll come back to sort of you know put our predictions up for who wins and stuff like that. Um, Bob Myers, the sort of I don't know what would you call him. He's I mean he's the Pat Riley equivalent, the Godfather of Golden State. Yeah, Godfather of Golden State. Um, four four championships, built this amazing team. One of it would be it'll go down as you know some of the greatest teams that we've ever seen. Um, he's stepping down as general manager. Says it's time. Um, do you think he, another he winds up at another team? If he wants to, I did see something very humorous this morning from a man that we do like to mock on this podcast, Adrian Wojnarowski. I just butchered <laughs> his name there of ESPN. Woj. He was on, Woj. He was on yep. TV saying that uh, Mize is going to be the most highly sought, sought after executive in the history of North American sports. Yeah. Uh, I think Woj was laying on a little bit thick there, but if Mize wants another job, I'm sure he can get it, but... He's been getting paid ten to fifteen million dollars a year over the past decade to live in San Francisco and put one of the best basketball teams of all time together. So I'm sure he'll be taking some time off and kicking his feet up. But sure, yes. if one of the NBA owners wants to back up the Brinks truck and throw an eight-figure salary in front of him, I'm sure he'll look at it. But maybe this is just what a decade with uh, Draymond Green and Golden State will do because uh, <laughs> he strikes me as someone that needs a break. He said that this morning and. Again, what else What else can you even want to accomplish? If you were him, yeah. why would you keep going? What else can you do in Golden Maybe you State? go to a different sport. Maybe you, you, you're just like... Does he want to come around the West Coast Eagles? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Absolutely. I'd be up for that. He did. I'm trying to find the quote, but I swear maybe it was a, a satire thing, but I don't think it was. It's like He said, basically, it's not about the money. Like I've made plenty of money. Yeah, he did say that this morning. Must be yeah. nice. Yeah, great. So like, I'm not. He's not going to take a job based on the money. So you could probably throw any figure at him, and he's probably like, eh, he's got to want to do it. So, um, and of course, yeah. he was one of the biggest player agents in the NBA before he did this. So he made a nice little fortune representing oh, yeah, half the league, and now he's gone into Golden State. So yeah, he seems to be one of the most connected minds in the NBA. So again, whatever he wants to do, I don't doubt he's going to be doing that. One of the funny things I saw from the East Coast, um, the Eastern Conference Final was. Um, Bam Adebayo giving um, Jimmy Butler the, the the trophy, and he said, "No, I'll I want the next one. I hold really? the next one." I missed one. that. So Jimmy did that thing where he didn't touch the Eastern Conference trophy. Yeah, the same thing happened. I remember with Dirk in 2011. They they gave it to him, and I think he held it for a second, then he gave it back. He's like, "I've already got one of those. I don't want one. I want I want the next one." Yeah, um, Jimmy Butler's is... just an interesting cat, right? He, did you hear the stories over the past couple of weeks of him blasting country music 
yes. in an MBI locker room. And having been in MBI locker rooms, country music is not something that you're going to hear no. most of the time. But Jimmy Butler is just a man of his own devices, isn't he? And yeah, yeah no one's going to tell him to do anything he doesn't want to do. Okay, so the Miami Heat, they're going to take on the Nuggets. Um, I have a team that I want to win, then I have a team that I think will win, and we're probably, I don't know if we're in the same boat with that. So I would love the Miami Heat to come through and win. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't be unhappy with either team winning because I think um, both teams deserve it, and they, you know, I don't dislike either team. It's not like it's Golden State or um, the Lakers or something like that where I like, really don't want that team to win. So I would love the Heat to win, but I think the Nuggets get it done. Um, I want the Heat to win because Jimmy Butler and his team remind me of the 2011 Mavs, and anytime I can like, draw some sort of um, link to them, I will go and back them in. So the superstar surrounded by... Um, you know, he's, they've, got, they've got very good pieces around. It's not like an absolute... It's not, they're not plebs, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's the more fairy tale story. They were in the play-in. And then they they come through and they were like minutes away from losing to Chicago. There's so many good story parts, uh, storylines in this for, for for Miami to win. But I think the Nuggets get it done. Um, what what do you think there in in the finals? I agree. Just one quick thing on Jimmy Butler. There was mm. this image going around social media yesterday of no, it was after Game Six actually of some of the buzzer beaters that have ended Jimmy's season and some of the the trauma he's been a part of. Right. And it feeds into what you're talking about because I'm seeing a lot of people were saying they want Jimmy to get his championship. And I completely blanked on this, but of course, Jimmy was in Philadelphia when yeah. they lost Game 7 in Toronto. The bounce. The bounce that was an amazing memory. And then there was the a game, it was when he was with the Bulls and he was playing LeBron. I don't know if you remember that Delhi no. assisted to LeBron's game-winning shot in 2015 no, that I essentially derailed a Bulls team that was potentially going to pull the upset over LeBron. So... Jimmy has been right there throughout his career and not been able to get over the top. And again, I know there's a lot of people that want him to win this finals, but I'm going to double down on what you said. And I think Denver is about to dominate the NBA finals because Jokic, I actually think this Denver team is a better parallel to your Mavs team because Jimmy Butler's a great player, but yeah. he's not on the level of Nikola Jokic. And Jokic, if he wins this championship, will be pushing to have a career that's up there with Dirks at the end of the day. Absolutely. And this is his moment to go against a team in the finals that Miami has been resilient and I bet against them at every turn and they make me look <laughs> foolish. Yeah. But Denver has every advantage they need in this series. They've dominated Miami over the past five years, every time they've met. And I suspect we're going to see Denver win this in four games or five games, but I don't think it's going to be a long series because Miami has to get on the plane now and travel to Denver and deal with the altitude. And then we can delve into all the X's and O's if we wanted to, <laughs> But it just comes down to Nikola Jokic is the baddest man on the planet mm-hmm. and he has a great team around him. And I think this is Denver's time and Denver's series. And hopefully I'm wrong and the Heat make me look foolish and we get a game six and a game seven. Yeah. But how do Miami stop Nikola Jokic? I just can't see them doing that. Adebayo can do some things, but he's not going to have the size and strength to deal with the Joker inside. No, I don't think he's got the discipline um, to, to handle him. Like, he does some odd stuff out of bio. Like, he does some amazing things, but then there's, like, just absolute brain fart sometimes. And you can't have that when you've got Jokic, who is the best player in the league. You know, he's the MVP of the season. Um, he'll go down as one of the best big men of all time. Like, you can't have a guy who's, like, sporadic yeah. and stuff. Like, and he, he, yeah, like you said, he'll, he'll own that series. Um 
they've also just got a lot of good pieces around them. Um, Go- like I, I'm a big Aaron Gordon guy. I don't know why I like him. Dunk contest just, is why you like him. Yeah, that's that's true. That's actually what it was. I remember now. Um, like him um, and and Murray. Like I don't know why people dislike Murray. Are you in, in that camp? I'm a fan of Murray. You're right. Yeah, There's good. a lot of talent in Denver. Murray's got game and he's missed the last two postseason because of his knee. He's a player yes. performer. And one more thing for Miami, Eric Spolscher going up against Joe Mazzula, that was like mm. a, a master apprentice going against an infant rookie. And yeah, Mike Malone's actually a good coach. So Spo's yeah. an amazing coach, best in the league, but there's not going to be a massive coaching disparity this time around. And coaching can beat a sloppy, inexperienced team like Boston, but coaching alone isn't enough to beat the best player in the world. So look, you know what's going to happen now? Miami's going to win this series. We're going to look foolish in two weeks, but Denver's got everything <laughs> oh. they need. Michael Porter as well. The guy's six foot ten. Yeah, Michael Porter. I love Michael like Porter. Clay Thompson. Yeah, and he had a rough because he he was meant to. He was like maybe drafted sixteenth or something, fifteenth, sixteenth. Yeah, and he dropped because he had issues with um, he had injury he's, issues and his back. back was cooked. Um, so it's all like, and now you're seeing like, oh, he should have been like probably a top five pick or top six, top seven pick. Yeah, um, on, so you on talent alone, he yeah, is he's an yeah. amazing player. He's got like the perfect like basketball body, I reckon. Like he's tall and he's strong and he's long and um, yeah. So I, I, I like him as well. A lot of likable guys on there. And Jokic is just goes about his business. Um, no so, bullshit. Just so what, what's your pick? Yeah. How many games? So you pick in Denver and how I many reckon, games? I'm going to give Heat a couple. I'm going to say Denver in six. Okay. I, I reckon. I think. Um, Denver win the first two, Miami win game three, then the Nuggets win game four, Miami win game five, and then Nuggets win game six. That's how I think it's going to happen. Someone get the sports bit account up. We need to track a batch. <laughs> yeah, back chat that up. Yeah. I didn't travel back from um, the future with the Almanac saying yeah, what's going to happen. But in the DeLorean just, and going back in time. That's what my gut says. But who knows? Miami Heat go up 2-0. We'll have a completely different discussion next week. When does it actually start? It starts on Friday morning. Okay, so by the time we record the next show, there'll probably be three games. There'll be two games. Game two. three is next Thursday. So yeah, right. Yeah, again, yeah. On would Miami be the worst, or maybe not the worst, but the strangest NBA champion of all time? I was going through that this morning, yep. and in my lifetime, I could not recall a team as just erratic as this during the regular season, potentially winning a championship. Where, where did they finish? What what seed were they? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> they were trailing with three minutes left in the playing game against Chicago. So yeah. they were three minutes away from having their season ended before the playoffs began. That's right. You remember DeMar DeRozan? DeMar DeRozan's DeRozan. daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, she was yeah. going nuts on the sideline. She was screaming and um, forcing people to miss free throws. The shriek, right? The shriek, yeah. And so she, um, they asked DeMar, like, after the game, will she be at the next at the next game, the next play-in? And he's like, nah, she's got to go to school. And like, someone <laughs> tweeted funny. something funny about like, DR DeRozan needing to go to school could cause one of the biggest butterfly effects in his, like in NBA <laughs> history because now the Heat are in through the finals, um, which which is which is funny. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the NBA finals, man. Nuggets, Heat, I, I like it. It's not the TV ratings. Um, it's not the one that probably the NBA wanted, but I think um, it's going to be a good series. I'll watch it and... Yeah, like I said before, I don't have a, a team that I don't want to win, so I'm happy either way. Um, it's like when you when you bet money against your team, so you're like, I'm happy if we lose because I win money, but then I'm happy because we win. That's how I feel about this series. That's great. It's a mental page. I've been making those bets for the past month with my soccer team. 
yeah, better right. Leeds United who got relegated from the EPL over the weekend. So did they? They did. They we suck. The only silver Shame. lining was I was bidding against them for the past month. So I like your <laughs> tactic. <laughs> it works. So my bank account is more money than my uh, mental happiness has of the sports game at the moment. How's um? I know it's been going around a fair bit. Luton Town, like the entry yeah. into their stadium. You've seen like, their stadium. Yeah, just just people walking through backyards and stuff, and yeah. like walking through these stairwells, through like an alleyway to get to it. Um, and they've just gotten two hundred million pounds, or I don't know if it's pounds or dollars. It's but a crazy work. amount of money to then to put into their team. So how's this? They have ten thousand seats in that stadium, so a drop in the bucket. You can barely yeah. fit anything into there. But they're going to be hosting teams next year, like Man City, with a yeah. Man City playing roster is worth half a billion dollars. And yeah. they're playing in front of 10,000 people at a suburban stadium where you've got people having out of their balconies, heckling yeah. all the way through. So I love it. Man, could you imagine? That's why the EPL is the greatest, that you can have these uh, ragtag teams. Although I kind of do hate Luton Town now because, as I say, they've taken my spot of Leeds United. So hopefully <laughs> they come back down and we can get back up. Yeah. But, yeah, it's incredible. Another place we'll have to take the show. We have to go to the UK, see some soccer, okay. we'll diversify that way. and. Be one of the 10,000 people that lose and go nuts. That, it would be epic. Um, we'll have to just start the back chat APL show or something. And I, I have no idea. Like, I still don't even know where Swansea are. They, they were my team a while ago. and <laughs> It's probably best that you don't know where they are now. They're not yeah, going great. I don't know if they know where they are. Uh, let's move to some NBL. A um, couple of things. It's still, you know, quiet time. It's the off season. But uh, Jesse Wagstaff's been in conversation, in our conversations recently, because obviously there's some speculation that, um, he wouldn't be at the Wildcats next year. It sounds like he's going to be at the Wildcats next year. Now, I know Lockie Reed tweeted something out, and usually um, they he knows when he tweets something out around the Wildcats, they definitely just they, they feed him um, feed him news. So um, I would say that's probably a given. I'm pretty sure Jesse may be on the show next week. I've been trying and trying and trying. I'm pretty sure next week might be the key, um, but that's big. Like they, they get a veteran guy back who with the way that the Wildcats are being built, it's a brand, it's a brand new team. It's Bryce Cotton. And you know, we all know him, but all these other guys and even Ty Webster, like he's returning, but it's only for his second season. Yeah. Um, and Ty, and uh, his brother, What's his brother's name? I've gone Corey. <laughs> Corey. Corey. So, sorry, that's what I meant. Corey Webster's second season. Ty played half a season. So, there's some, you know, familiarity in that roster, but it's going to be a complete overhaul. So, having Jesse back would be vital for them, I'd say. I think for as much as holding back the fans to start the season is everything, because you're right, there's been a lot of turnover on this roster. And you know what I'm like? I'm not the biggest Wildcats fanboy, but I like mm. what they're doing. And I think yeah. they're going to return easily to the top four next season yeah, and return to competing for a championship. So I like everything they're doing. And sure, to bring back Jesse Wagstaff, it's a no-brainer if he's willing to sit at the end of the bench and play some spot minutes and be that glue guy, all those cliched things, right, to be yeah. there and be a, an extension of the coach. Because to be frank, if the Wildcats are playing Wagstaff 15 to 20 minutes a night next year, they're not going to be achieving their goal. So again, there's a role for Wagstaff. He's going to be the familiar face. Udonis Haslam. Correct. It works well for Udonis, right? Collects a paycheck, lives in Miami, waves a towel, goes to the conference yep. finals. Let's hope for the Wildcats fans that Wagstaff can continue a similar vein of form. There's going to be a lot of a lot of new um, sort of uh, ways of doing things in terms of player habits, um, attitudes. It's going to be a real mix. So you and Jesse's very good at sort of bringing people together and and being that voice. So 
um, really smart. Like they had to, they had to do it. They definitely had to bring Jesse back, regardless of what you think he's going to do on the court. Like for the teams manage uh, managing the team and, and the environment, excellent um, choice there. I know that Sydney were very interested. Um, a couple of clubs inquiring. I think you know why wouldn't you if you wanted that sort of veteran presence on your team? But looks like he'll be going at the Wildcats and another another uh, you know massive massive ground shaking move. Jacob Chance, your man. Uh, um, assistant coach at Melbourne United, um, which is pretty sweet. So this guy went from um, just a helper outer guy at the Perth Wildcats many seasons ago. Yeah, helper outer. Um, worked his way up, became an assistant coach at Tasmania Jack Jumpers, which is great. Um, and now to Melbourne, which I assume he's probably taking on a bit more of a role than he had. Um, to be under Vickerman is, is, is an awesome opportunity for him. So I'm excited to see what happens um, with, with Jacob. Um, I did find it funny that you know, for some reason we're we're linked on LinkedIn. Is that what you say? We're friends on LinkedIn. Connected. I don't use LinkedIn very often. Yeah, it's a connection. It's a connection on LinkedIn. You're a LinkedIn guy. I know you are. Um, you do post statuses and stuff. No, I, I don't go down the path of you posting don't? ten checklist items as to how to be a better professional. I think there's enough <laughs> people on there doing that. Um, so I did see it. Just said like, congratulate Jacob Chance on his new position. It was like assistant coach at Melbourne United, which for me is just a funny thing when when people share their um, their job role, but it's like in sport, it just doesn't sound right. What, what does your LinkedIn position say? Is it uh, Overlord of Backchat or something different? It's I don't know what it says. I think it just says, I think I just wrote making podcasts. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'm not doing the whole like, the thing about, uh, I know it's way off topic from basketball, but the thing I really can't handle about LinkedIn is when people do like the selfie videos with like someone at a talk that they just gave and like, hey, I'm with Ben here. We just had a talk about um, attitudes in the workplace. Ben, what did you get out of it? Oh, you know, it was just great to hear someone like so wise in the industry. Like, yeah, great guys. We'll see you next time. Like just those videos, it's they're so gross. Well, I think we need I to sign like... you up a new TikTok account and you can start getting life advice from Dan Conks because that's <laughs> exactly what they sound like. And I'm not going to yeah. name names, but I know a couple of people like that in our Perth little ecosystem that love a good selfie and love to spruik how they're living the good life. So again, fair play yeah. for them. But I'm like you, you won't see me doing selfie stick videos on Instagram or LinkedIn anytime soon. The only thing I do use LinkedIn for, I think, is like, when I get the the red circle on my phone to say I have notifications, I literally open up LinkedIn so it goes away and then I close the app. Like that is <laughs> purely what I use. I should just delete the app, but I feel like sometimes it might come in handy. One time I did message someone actually and I got some information through through LinkedIn messaging. So yeah, maybe that's why I can't fully get rid of it, but I, I don't use it properly. There you go. So LinkedIn out there, come sponsor the podcast and const keen you <laughs> glowing keen review. Of <laughs> glowing review. Uh, I think that's all we're going to talk about today. There's more to come, obviously, with the finals. We can um, talk about the first couple of games. Excited about that. Um, anything other, uh, any other basketball news you want to scatter mm. in? No, mm. we're good. I'm just looking no. at my beard here on the reflection and maybe James Harden <laughs> needs to uh, take a note and uh, yeah. what we've got going James on Harden, who's potentially going back to Houston, apparently, which is the report I saw, which is Or the, the nightclub establishments in Houston are rejoicing and it. popping champagne because they're That's about right. to get a lot more revenue if the beard comes back to town. Um, one, oh, the other one that I um, heard about um, before we go, Frank Vogel. Um, I know his name has been thrown around in some coaching circles. I was listening to 77 Minutes, which is the Dallas Mavericks podcast with Tim Cato from The Athletic. And he said that um, 
Obviously, Vogel is a is a name that a lot of people want, um, but he could be going to coach with the Mavericks, um, well, be an assistant alongside Jason Kidd. The first thing I thought there is that you were saying, listen to Frank Vogel talk for 77 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> sounds horrible. One last thing, we haven't spoken since the draft lottery. How happy are you now with the 10th pick and uh, was the tank yeah. worth it? Yeah, no, well, I think they just trade the pick for a player. So for who or what? What are we expecting? What I are we praying for? This is, this is what I'm thinking. Right, there's a couple of options. I think either um, I'm hope the reason why I really wanted the Celtics to lose was so that Jalen Brown would be out of Boston or Marcus Smart, like they won out of Boston, and um, he comes and plays with Kyrie at the Mavs. So that's an option. Um, I was talking to Liam Santamaria, who's the Suns guy, and I said to him, "How about we give you Kyrie, and we'll take Aiton and CP3." I just feel like that is a Mavs move like a guy that's like oh I don't know if I want Aiden CP3 is old I just I don't want that to happen but then Kyrie goes and plays with KD at Phoenix Suns and that's a very good team with Booker do you want Kyrie back on a four-year deal yes and no I don't know but no I don't I don't know like we don't have options if I if we if we were like oh we always get a big free agent anyway it doesn't matter like I'd probably say no but I think he's probably one of our only things that we can go for so Jalen Brown Kyrie Luca that's a good that's a championship winning um combo and yeah I don't know so I guess we'll find out what happens with the 10th pick that was your original question the 10th pick whether they draft someone or I I don't know Grady Dick Grady Dick apparently is not the 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 pick according (laughs) to Tim Cato um them have said they won't be picking him with the 10th I just don't know what we'll do yeah, well, I know what Luke is going to be doing in 12 months, and that's requesting a trade no. down to Miami. So no, enjoy no. your one last season with Luka Doncic because he will be a member of Heat Culture within 24 months. That's my, no. my hot prediction. Okay, thanks, Ben. Uh, back to our underscore basketballs <laughs> where you can find us on Instagram. Uh, on the plus side, us- we can go to Miami and watch Luka play. Come on, sacrifice True. the Mavericks for a trip to Miami. That's I don't know it. if the thing is about Miami, they would have to have a leash on Luka because I think he's <laughs> the sort of guy that would like... I don't know. He loves he loves a bit of shisha. He loves his food. Like it'd be easy to be sort of yeah. But lured, Pat Riley makes them do like boot camp level army stuff, so you can work twice as hard during the day and put it back on at night, and you'll be in the same spot he is now. I did see Luca running up a set of stairs. I did see that as well. It reminded yeah. me of that. Um, what's that Adam Sandler movie from last year? Have you seen that? The Hustle. I haven't seen Adam Sandler movie in twenty years, oh, mate. A- I think. This one's actually quality. It's actually worth watching. It's a basketball oh, right. movie. But yeah. There's oh, a... no. Yes. Yes. I've seen that one. Yes. Yeah. It is there's very good. There's a scene where that character Bo Cruz is just running up the stairs and it reminded me of that with Luca when I saw that yeah. during the week because, well, whether he's just kind of trying to create a remix of that movie or whether he's actually putting in the work, who knows? It might have just been a one heel sprint, one video kind of That's job. the thing. Someone tweeted like, the league isn't ready for in shape Luca. It's like... The guy ran up one set of stairs. I haven't seen him do anything else. Like we can't, we can't just assume he's going to come back this Luke machine. And I hope he does. Team must have been watching the Ben Simmons camp from the past five years because that's a off-season yeah. tradition like no other. We get a, a thirty-second clip of Ben shooting threes. Ben's back. Ben's back. Ben's back. <laughs> the shots here, and then what happens? The threes yep. come back. Well, of course, back chat. There. Underscore basketball. We, I, I don't want to keep shitting on players. Backchat underscore basketball on Instagram. Hello, backchatpodcast.com. Do you send us an email? Uh, I'll let you know, everyone, talking to you, Ben, and to everyone, if if Jesse's coming on board next week and we'll get the post out early, get some questions to him, uh, and but it should be good. Otherwise, it's probably just going to be you and me again. 
but that's fine. We'll talk about the Miami and, and Celtic series. Well, we'll send up the bat signal, see if we can find Greg or Jesse or any Perth Wildcats players yeah. out there. Greg's yeah. a bit of a worry. I haven't seen him for a few months. So hopefully he texted me today. Won. He said he's, oh, he's, he's traveling around. Um, I think he said he's going to Narrambeen. Oh. Na- Narrambeen. I didn't even so, know where, where is that. Somewhere in WA. He's on the road. So Greg's on tour. Um, Sleeping in his car. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing okay. <laughs> I'll see you next week, Ben. See you, Mark. That episode from Backchat Studios lives on the Acast Creator Network. If you want to sign up as a patron or access all of our merch, head to backchatpodcast.com.au.